I'm just going to start again because I get these notifications here and I can't stop them. Yeah, no, I can't hear them. I'm working on the, um, you can probably just cut that out. That might be my outtake. Welcome to Rosie on Recruitment, a podcast on recruitment, career, and more. I'm your host, Rosie Nathan, partner and senior sourcing specialist at Customized Talent Group, chief commercial officer at Her Career, chartered manager, and mentor. I'm here with my featured guests, ranging from executives to graduates and candidates to hiring managers, to provide you with valuable insights and tips to help you get the most out of recruitment, whatever side you're on. In this episode, I'm joined by Yang Zhang Fahi. Into her new dream role as HR consultant at UDC Finance, she's well-placed to talk about recruitment from both sides and is also a valued ambassador for her career. Yang shared her heartfelt and incredibly personal full career story in an episode of the Her Career podcast. So if you haven't already, go and check that out. It will give you an appreciation for her wanting to accelerate her climb. Link is in the show notes. We cover Yang's first recruitment experience out of uni and how things have changed as her entrepreneurial climb develops. Why negotiation is a good thing for both candidates and organizations. COVID impacts and some messages of positivity. Yang, thanks again for being here and welcome to the Rosie on Recruitment podcast. Tell us a bit about your first recruitment experience and how things have changed for you. My first recruitment experience right out of uni, my role at Benefit Cosmetics, that's within Collies, Queen Street. Yeah. That was a really interesting experience because the role was a sales facing role on counter where you had to apply makeup and sell products. One of the key components of the process being down the counter, it was a full day thing. The first part of it was this big group interview because this was back when Benefit first opened in New Zealand. So of course there were lots and lots of people wanting to, to work at Benefit. So it began with this big group interview. There were people that at the who were assessing your ability to connect with others and had to know how to stand out in a group setting and talk about why you wanted to work here. And the second stage was to go down to the counter and try and sell these three products to as many people as you could, taking the learnings they had taught you during that process and sell the product. As part of that, they have this traffic stopping, going down to the whole entire store and trying to stop people as they're walking by and lure them to the counter. Kind of nerve-wracking, but when you're in that setting and you have all that energy and you just kind of get into it, that was the second stage and then it moved on to final interview and then the office stage. It was really interesting, like a first-hand experience doing something that you would be doing in the actual role. Yeah, like really robust too. Yeah. Traffic stopping ended up being my most hated thing I ever did on counter. (laughs) Me as a customer right now. I hate it when people stop me because when I go to a store, I just want to like look on my own and, and not have people like interrupt me and like try and get me to do something. 
I get exactly what you're saying. And, and I'm obviously a salesperson. I started off in retail myself. Yeah. I started off in a fruit and veggie shop. And then I transitioned into a streetwear store, which was on High Street. Yeah. But it teaches you some skills. I mean, yeah. you would have taken away a number of little tips and tricks that you can translate into other yeah. areas. Like resilience, being rejected. Totally, completely. And you just end up kind of having that second skin, right? Yeah. Not letting that rejection affect you and just going to the next customer. Like very different to, you know, the kind of interviews that I experience these days in a corporate environment where it's very proper where they will ask you behavioral type questions and you have to know how to answer them. Whereas I think during uni, like there wasn't like a paper where you were like prepare taught teaching you or even at high school teaching you how to know how to answer those kind of behavioral questions really well. And it's only yeah. through like my own research that I have figured out how to properly answer questions like that. And I was speaking to Logan about his experience experience as a graduate as well and entering the market and there is this disconnect between theoretically what you're learning practically this gap between being able to articulate and answer those questions in a manner that's going to help you progress through an interview which is ideally what you're hoping to achieve so that you can yeah. go out in the world and use those skills in the best way and I think that's why we focus you know at her career on that entry and mid-level because we understand and see that gap so how can we make it a bit more real and share those experiences you have to dig in and do your own research Research, yeah, but you okay. are great at doing that. Not everybody is. Yeah, you've progressed since your early days behind the counter selling cosmetics, and you're now in talent and HR. So, what do you love about those areas? My favorite part of talent and HR is meeting lots and lots of different types of people, having the opportunity to make a positive impact in not only their work life but in their own, in them as a person as well, and just basically playing a role in them ultimately fulfilling their career goals. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, and that in turn is fulfilling for me because it makes me feel good about what I'm doing in this world and my place in this world, knowing that I'm making a positive impact in other people's lives. And like I say, not just in work, but in, in their whole entire life because work is only one part of it. But it's such a big part of what we do every day. If you're not having a great experience yeah. there, that's going to carry through the rest of your life. Yeah. So you have recently changed roles. What was important to you when considering your next step? I was very specific. So I had been through quite a few different roles in the last 12 months. And I really wanted to secure a role where it ticked all the boxes for me. So being that the company's values aligned with my own, that there was going to be progression in the role and in the company for me long term and in my development as an HR professional and also working with an under a leader that I completely looked up to who has a natural ability to motivate, empower me and someone who I just want to eventually be like, someone who's just matches all my values and what I believe is right and doing the right thing and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I had very specific criteria. How difficult criteria. was that search? It was a little difficult. It all started with my mentoring session with yourself earlier in the year, really sitting down and through 
figure out in my mind exactly what I wanted in my ideal company and in my ideal leader. From there, with all the roles that came up, just kind of matching that criteria. Whereas before, I would kind of just apply for, for all and any roles, but it started being more of, okay, do I see myself really working at in this company, in this role? Does it really fit what I'm looking for in my future? Because I did not want to end up in a role where six months down the track, I would want to leave and look for another role. I really wanted to find a place where I felt I really belonged in the long term. That's a really important distinction to make. Going into it with your own roadmap and that amount of certainty allows you to have better conversations in interview. Yeah, obviously in the interview process, I guess one of the key questions that the recruiter will ask is why would you like to work for our company? And then if the candidate doesn't really have a very strong answer and they just say something like, I've been applying for lots of roles. For me, that's kind of like, that's not very special for us. We want to know that we're the one that you picked that has caught your eye. What would you share from both sides as a candidate and as an organization about how important negotiation is? As a candidate, it's really important to negotiate. Not having, before joining her career, I was not exposed to negotiation. It was not something that I thought about. And ever since joining her career is something that I think is so important. And every woman that I meet and who's, you know, in my life who I've worked with that is something that I really like emphasize a lot of the times women in my life and in my workplaces have never really thought oh I should negotiate yeah and I think that's quite common yes so yeah negotiating and knowing your worth just going for it is super important but at the same time you need to be aware of what the company is willing to offer yes if you are their number one candidate they really want you they probably will meet you halfway and offer you what you want to negotiate or what you think your value is at. In, in my current role, I've been really fortunate to have had this opportunity. And when I was in the offer process, I had never really experienced a situation where I was offered more than what I was thinking. Yeah. It was purely because of the fact that my manager recognized my value and she wanted to pay me what I was worth, which I think is really rare. But of course, at the end of the day, it's also to do with the budget and, and what the company and the leadership team have agreed on that particular role mm. and what it's valued at. But for me, like all the stars aligned, which was amazing. And conversely, from the other side of the table, working in recruitment, I personally think it's nice when candidates negotiate that that illustrates that they are confident in themselves and that in a way they match the values of the company, that they stand up for themselves and what they are worth. And I think that's always really cool, especially when it's coming from a female candidate, because it's so common for male candidates to always negotiate. Both from a candidate and sometimes an organizational perspective, there's a misunderstanding that it's because it's labeled a negotiation, they forget that it's a discussion. Yeah. If someone is asking for consideration, whether that be financial or with benefits, that's a discussion. An organization won't necessarily be able to meet all of those businesses that have very specific budgets. What can you do to write into a contract that you will have that discussion then in three or six months time? And there's an element of trust on both sides, but yeah. it doesn't need to be a huge, this is the be all or end all of, yeah. of us ever having a conversation about this again. Yeah. And I think also from a candidate perspective, it would be a red flag if the candidate wanted to negotiate and then the company kind 
kind of reacted negatively. That kind of indicates what that would look like down the track. What's important in a CV for you? For roles that we advertise, there's been a huge number of applicants, so you only have so much time to review Mm. resumes. For me, it's really important to A, not have any grammatical errors because that is a huge pet peeve of mine, and that really is indication of do you have attention to detail, (laughs) not having too many pages, making it maximum of three pages and having some color color versus black and white for me is is much better doing something different lastly just making sure that you make your resume and the details on your resume relevant to the role that you're applying for not just submitting the same resume for every single role emphasize in your resume and your cover letter key points of the role that you advertise that you are applying for yeah great tip thank you and what about at interview stage what helps candidates stand out I think it starts from the very first interaction, whether that be a phone screening or where the recruiter asks a number of questions and then they'll decide whether they want to put you forward to the the face-to-face interview. Making sure that you're engaged from that very first conversation. Don't ever ask, which role is this again? I've had that happen a bunch of times and that indicates to me that you have applied for so many different roles that you haven't even remembered which role you applied for. Keeping a list of all the roles that you applied for and actually doing research beforehand before they could potentially call you so you're prepared to answer this basically like why have you applied what why are you interested in our company and then once you get to the face-to-face interview that really good handshake is important so important yeah yeah I personally don't like when it's a very gentle handshake (laughs) don't be timid we're here to talk some business yeah exactly and then just getting into the interview and being completely switched on and engaged and you know it's, it's a conversation and it's not just them interviewing the candidate it's also the candidate interviewing the company making sure it's the right fit for them and so important right from that initial introduction stage everything you do is being considered candidates need to keep that in mind yeah you're an ambassador for her career doing an amazing job an advocate for positive company culture gender pay parity and fixing the broken rung what do you think businesses can do better when recruiting particularly young women into their businesses I think it's quite important for businesses to identify and have some kind of learning and development opportunities for women in their company because a lot of the times not recognizing and not putting attention to that broken rung aspect that's where a lot of companies are at training for women in managerial roles or leading up to managerials it's not really focused on that common so I think it's important to put a budget aside in the learning and development budget specifically to develop women in managerial roles and fixing that broken rung also providing support for women in the company that I work for currently we have a group specifically for women and we do monthly catch-ups at a cafe or doing some kind of other activity where we don't necessarily talk about work we talk about personal things as well and it's kind of an opportunity to support each other and and build each other up and of course we can talk about work as well and, and we can support each other in that aspect but it's nice to have that time set aside specifically each month that I personally look forward to to catch up and it's like our fortnightly her career coffee dates I always look forward to because it's it's kind of like a boost and it's an opportunity to learn and feel empowered and at the same time in return empower each other yeah I absolutely feel that too and 
it's whole human and there are professional lessons to take away from it as you say yeah but it's assisting with keeping the battery yeah. full in ways that are quite unique to yeah. not just individuals as we grow yeah exactly how do you think someone can increase the chance of settling into a new team well I think just being open to everything obviously you're joining a new company and it, it will be a new culture so forget everything that you're used to and just have a clean slate and just be completely open to what you're starting. I think it's also really cool to take the opportunity to arrange coffee or lunches with people that you meet in the company because then you can build that working relationship. People in the company will feel more connected to you and you're actively taking the opportunity to reach out and meet people and and learn about what people actually do in their roles and take an active interest in that, which has helped me to more quickly learn about what particular people do in the roles the roles that I've had have been in different industries they haven't always been the same so it's been a learning curve for me about all the different industries and what roles are involved in that kind of company we all know that people are busy so making sure you have three to five critical questions that you want to ask a particular person maybe only they or their team can answer shows that you've put a little bit of thought into what you'd like to get away from that interaction not just hey let's have a coffee and sit down and say hi yeah. I think there's quite a clear distinction and I know that's not what you're doing, but I just wanted to call that yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of the questions I used to ask, what do you love most about your role? What do you find most challenging? The third question I usually ask is what brings you the most joy in life? Because then that's kind of like a question that's outside of work and more about them as a person. There might be ways you can weave that in from your perspective of HR yeah. and some of you know what you are offering in your well-being. Yeah. From what you've heard through your networks, how has COVID impacted talent and HR and Mm -hmm. what changes do you think we might see ahead? At the moment in my current role we are still recruiting. In my prior roles things were a lot harder because it was the marketing industry and that was impacted quite a lot by COVID and not just for COVID but looking into the future like a lot of roles will disappear in the next 10 or so years and I think there will be more emphasis on as a candidate having empathy related skills like tolerance and resilience and things like that. Emotional intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. that artificial intelligence will never be able to yeah, replace. Yeah, exactly. It's obviously a very difficult time in a lot of companies, but at the same time, there are industries that are thriving, of course, mm. and continuing to recruit and COVID isn't really affecting them. So it re- I think it is industry specific. Yeah, we're definitely seeing more inquiry from our partner organizations that we recruit with, and there's a lot more enthusiasm about 2021, yeah. even though there is still uncertainty, given that we are in New Zealand and the state of our country versus so many others internationally. We're buoyed by that. And again, industry specific and some departments being hit harder than others. Yeah. We will work through and persevere. Yeah. I mean, it it will all pass. It will all eventually pass. There will be greener pastures, as you always (laughs) refer to. (laughs) Exactly. That's basically the end. I want to know if there's any last words or advice that we haven't touched on yet. For those who are impacted significantly with COVID and are looking for roles or have been looking for roles for a long time I would say just hang in there I know what it's like to not be in a role for a significantly long time and there are days where you will feel like you've lost your place in this world or your sense of self but there will be better days ahead for sure
sure. And you're never given anything in this world that you can't handle. You will always get through anything that you adapt with. It's amazing and so positive. I love it comes from a place of firsthand understanding yeah. that people don't lose the skills that they have, whatever they've learned on their journey to this point, they can still take anywhere. Yeah. And as hard as those stretches might be in between having the certainty of one role and looking for the next, yeah. there is value in that and it will be seen. And look at the amazing role you're in now that you are doing. I know. I feel so blessed and so grateful. Like I say and always have said, everything happens for a reason. You know, all the rejections that you do get are leading you to the right yes. Just hang in there. I couldn't agree more. Standing where I'm standing and working at Customizing Her Career, it's yeah. exactly the same thing. This has been amazing. Whether you feel like you're in a rose garden or battling thorns, everything does pass. Keep putting good work in every day and try not to be discouraged. It may not feel like it, but you are getting closer to your goals with consistent focus and determination. To connect with Young, check out the show notes for links and helpful details. If you liked this episode of Rosie on Recruitment, please subscribe, review, share with your networks on your favorite social channels and tag me at Rosie Her Career. That's R-O-S-E-Y. I'd love to hear from you with any comments or questions to discuss how I can help you find the best human talent for your organization or to place you in your next dream role. Until next time, remember, be calmer, be kind, be better. Mm-hmm.